Hello, everyone, and welcome to a midweek edition of the Nittany Pod. I am your host, AP, and I have sitting right here next to me my co-host, Alex. Big Ten tournament is going on right now. Penn State basketball looks to solidify their ticket to the dance with win number three against Illinois tonight at 6.30. The women's hockey team also kicks off their NCAA tournament tonight at 6 with a game against Quinnipiac out there in Columbus, Ohio. We're also going to update you on a few other sports around campus and uh, delve into some of that. So stick with us. Basketball is in a crunch time. We're in the Big Ten tournament. Basically, you win, you're in, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's that simple. Um, There was kind of talk that they needed to maybe win two uh, in the tournament, but it doesn't seem that way anymore. seems like if you win tonight... um, you have a good shot. Yeah, I, I, I don't buy that they have to win two games. Um, basically, after the last game of the season, they were sitting, you know, first four by or last four by or last four in, I think it was. And that was before the win. Or I'm sorry, after the win. So, you know, you play a team that you've beaten twice tonight. I, you know, in my opinion, all they got to do is just not get embarrassed. I think even if they lose, there's still a good chance of going in. Now, obviously, you don't want to yeah. lose and, you know, I mean, I sit think on if the edge they, of your seat. But. I think if they lose, it would be you're letting it up to too many other people besides yourself kind of thing. I feel like um, it's already up to a lot of people, right. too. Right. And, and, you know, Wisconsin losing last night to Ohio State probably helps us a little bit. Um, but what if Michigan goes on a run here? You know, yeah. uh, they lost today, so that's helpful. But then you go, well, what about Rutgers? Right. Um, I mean, I think most people feel Rutgers is probably in no matter what. But but they're also um, on that bubble, too. Right. So, so I, I mean, and then, and then, you know, Illinois is probably considered a bubble team, right? So there's just, there's just so much parity in the Big Ten this year. It's, it's almost insane. I know. Um, it's kind of scary. <laughs> so there's so much I, I that don't, can happen. I think it will be hard to beat a team for the third time. Mm-hmm. Um, Always is. I don't think that's going to be easy. But if Jalen Pickett continues to be Illinois' father, um, <laughs> we should be fine. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, he's been absolutely killing him this year. I think he's averaging like 30 points, you know, seven boards and nine assists or something yeah, like that. that's ridiculous. Just crazy numbers, man. Um, so, yeah, hopefully, hopefully we look forward to another – Big big games from Jalen Pickett tonight. Cameron Winter, I want to hit on him, man. What a turnaround he's had this season. I mean, you go back to the beginning of the season, and he was really struggling. He was laboring out there. He wasn't hitting the shots. He, he, did, he didn't seem to be in a groove. Um, there were definitely some fans on him. I'll admit I'm one of them. Um, and I know there were quite a few that were on him. And to come up huge the way he has the past two weeks, I mean, you know, Jalen Pickett is the team. And, you know, Seth Lundy is a really good player for us as well. But I really think Cameron Winter has been the unsung hero for the team probably the past two weeks and especially the last two games. And the weird part for this team is that for as bad as they are in (laughs) offensive rebounding, right, the last two wins have been because of offensive rebounds. Yeah. If if those rebounds don't happen, 
the one by Mahaffey was a grown man's rebound against Northwestern, right? And then I don't even remember who had the rebound. It was Cam. Mer- was it was it Mahaffey again? Or no, it was Cam. Oh, it was Winner. Yeah, duh. Yeah. So just a putback. But you know to <laughs> to basically turn your season around and go from oh shit we're going to the NIT to <laughs> oh man we might go dancing now in a matter of a week um, it feels. And to have it be because of two offensive rebounds when I'm pretty sure you're, like, almost dead last in offensive rebounds in the country. Yeah, um, they are. Is dead almost, last. Is almost insane. Um, and, yeah, I agree completely. Cam, like, that game I was at at Wisconsin, like, I never saw a guy with so much. That's right. You did say with, that. Yeah. With him being so unlucky, you know, in and outs, just seemed like the room didn't want to work for him at all. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, for him to... To get those shots, uh, to get to get those big moments, yeah, I mean, you got to be happy for the guy. I mean, the only one you're maybe happier for, and it's only because they've been around for so long, would be like a Dredd or a Lundy. Yeah. Um, oh, man. You, speaking of Miles Dredd, I mean, you got to hit on him. You talk about – and I, I, I don't – I don't like saying it because he he does mean so much to the program and, and everything, but he had an abysmal season. He had an absolute terrible stretch. There were times he'd go games without scoring. I think uh, up until the Northwestern game, he had gone four or five games without scoring a single point. Of course, that means he's missing a lot of three-pointers because that's what he takes. And, um, you know, you could just tell he's lo- he, lo- he had lost all of his confidence. And, you know, quite frankly, the fans lost a lot of confidence in him as well. And to come up huge the way he did against Northwestern and kind of, you know, he's the main reason why we beat Northwestern as well. He he really kept us in the game with a couple of those shots. And then he had a few big shots against Maryland as well. I mean, shout out to him, man. That little tribute that uh, Micah Shrewsbury had at the game and, you know, on Big Ten Network uh, there with the um, interview with Miles was just beautiful, man. It it almost brought me to tears. I yeah, mean, his he's emotion. gone through so much. His emotion said it all. Yeah. Um, and I think the emotion out of Shrewsbury said it all. Mm. Um, like this team, they've been frustrating. Yeah. Let's not <laughs> yeah. get it twisted. Uh, but what I don't think we can ever question their effort. No. Uh, and their and their uh, fight to to do better. Um, yeah, and I think that that emotion from Shrewsbury just made me love him more. Yeah. Um, it was kind of like when Franklin got emotional after we beat Ohio State in 2016. Yeah. Like, to see a coach understand what it means just makes you... It's awesome. Yeah, it just it just makes you more a fan of them, I feel mm-hmm. like. Because um, they get the bigger picture. Yeah. When they show that type of emotion, so... Um, it's nice to see that wherewithal. Yeah, and, uh, you know, good for them. And I hope, like hell, they can win tonight and... Go dancing because I think they deserve it. I really yeah, do. Um, definitely. You know, there's a lot of teams that can say that. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but as a Penn State fan, I I, I want to see them go dancing because I think they deserve it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you talk about uh, Miles Dredd, everything that he's been through in this program. Jalen Pickett, he's been, you know, he arguably a top five player in the country in all of college basketball this yeah, year. All American honors. Yeah, and uh, you know, Penn State is the oldest team in the country when it comes to basketball and only one of them have been to the NCAA tournament. And that happens to be Cam winter. So, you know, you talk about deserving. I definitely feel like this team is deserving 
Um, they've been through so much, a few of them, quite a few of them, they've been through a lot at other schools and you know, they absolutely deserve it. It's, it's time. Let's get it done. We got, we got a few other teams to root for today to try to, to really help us with that status. But, man, it's, it's been fun to watch them close out the season. They closed out strong. I mean, they won five of six games. And that, that one game that they lost really set a lot of fans over the edge. I feel like after that loss against Rutgers, man, oof. That was tough. That was tough well, to get and, over. Uh, and uh, talking about teams that we're rooting for, right? Like Michigan losing probably helps us. Like yeah. I'm not a bracketologist, but I'm going to assume these things. Yeah, you'd imagine so it helps So Michigan us. losing, I would assume, helps us. Wisconsin losing, I would assume, helps us. Right. And Nebraska also lost, so I think that would probably help us too. Um, See, that, that they Nebraska lost to Minnesota one, last night. but That Nebraska one I'm kind of iffy on because we did lose to them twice. And for them to go into the Big Ten tournament and lose to the worst team right. in the conference all season. Definitely doesn't reflect well on us. But, you know, you talk about a team that they didn't have much of an opportunity to get into the NCAA tournament, but they also finished their season strong. Right. So them losing definitely at least And we did beat Minnesota. And we did we did beat Minnesota. So <laughs> it was I guess, ugly, but we did beat them. <laughs> so I guess you can I guess you can take it both ways because – you know, we did beat Minnesota and they beat Nebraska, but you know, it goes both ways. So, it's tough to really say about that one. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of games to be watching today. There's uh, four Big Ten tournament games, like we just mentioned. Or yeah, like we just mentioned, Michigan already lost theirs. There's three other games to go on today. Penn okay. State plays at six thirty. I think Iowa and who are they playing? Ohio State is. The I think Ohio State. Yeah. Game. Yeah. Probably soonish. Yep. Yeah, it's probably on right now. Right now, I have on the SEC network. We're watching um, one of the teams that we're going to be rooting against here in uh, Mississippi State. That's one of the teams that's right there on the 11 seed line, which is where we would be. And you know, them losing would definitely help. Right now, it's a tied game. Uh, they're playing Florida, so you know, go Gators right now. Hopefully, they can close that out. There's just a few minutes left in the game. Um, a couple other teams that we got to root for today, um, or I get, I should say against, um, Oklahoma State in their conference tournament, Arizona State, North Carolina, which they've been one of those teams that could really go either way. Um, Nevada, like I said, Mississippi State, Utah State, of course Pitt. We always root against Pitt, yeah, so that's easy. that. Yeah, that's kind of natural. Um, and then NC State, which. That's a weird one because they are, they're 23 and 9 I think but they're also on the bubble. So or I I should say they're on that 11 seed line. So if they lose, they could drop down and that could open up a spot for us. And they so, beat Virginia Tech last night. They did. So we got to root against those teams. Hopefully, you know, everything plays out for us right. You know, first and foremost, hopefully we win today. That's that's the biggest thing. Like you mentioned earlier, it's really tough to beat a team 3 times. Um, both games against Illinois this year were pretty tight. I think I I can't remember the the one at home. The one on the road was not super tight. Yeah, that's right. It was it was right. it was tight going into halftime, yeah. and then we, second we half kinda we kind of walked over. away. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And then Jalen Pickett owned them. I here think we at home. shot the three well. Yeah, on the road against them. And that was coming off of, if I remember right, that was coming off a shitty loss. It was, yeah. Um, so it was really and they, and <laughs> that they one went was really out there nice and to see. They went out there and kind of dominated that. Which, on the road, Penn State in the Big Ten, that's 
anybody on the road in the Big Ten. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's, a, that's a big win right there. So hopefully they can keep it going. Um, Illinois does scare me a little bit, but, you know, I, th- I think we'll be all right. I think Penn State is really set up nicely for, for March um, because, you know, historically March Madness is dominated by guard-dominant teams, and that is absolutely Penn what Penn State is. Right. Um, I mean, we don't we don't really have much of a presence down low. So uh, you add in the fact that we're the most experienced team in college basketball, maybe a Cinderella story. We'll see. Not experienced in the tournament, though. Not experienced in the tournament, <laughs> though. So <laughs> we're we're experienced, just not in the tourney. Yeah. So we'll we'll see about that one. But definitely a big day here for the basketball program. Um, it could be it could be a game changer for the program as a whole moving forward. So. You know, fingers crossed that things come out on the right side. Um, you know, let's move on to wrestling, man. It's that time for wrestling as well. Big Ten tournament just wrapped up. Wrestling team, it was very tight, but they ended up walking away with the Big Ten title. I mean, tight. Tighter, I mean, tighter they, than we're used they to. Clinched it with, <laughs> I mean, they did clinch the title with, what, four wrestlers to go. So, yeah. um, you know, I guess we could call it tight. Well, um, considering that with four wrestlers to go, we clinched it, and then we had three wrestlers after that that lost. We had the opportunity yeah. to make it a lot wider of a yeah, gap, and sure, we did For sure, for sure. But, but I, I don't know if I would call it tight. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, Penn State put out a performance that you would, I guess, expect Penn State to put out. Um, yeah. Come this time of year. Come any time of year. Um, <laughs> really. You know, Carter's a Big Ten champ. RBY is a Big Ten champ. Aaron Brooks is a Big Ten champ. Um, you know, Greg can't seem to get over that Paris hump. Uh, the kid from Michigan, he's lost to him twice now this year. Yeah. Um, and then Dean lost. Um, you know, I don't take a lot of... I try not to take a lot out of the Big Ten tournament when it comes to Penn State because I think Kale has his guys so focused on what's coming prize. in two weeks. Yeah. Um, I agree so I would still, you know, I would still expect Dean to be a threat, right? I, I mean, oh, how can he not doubt. be a threat? He's the defending national champ. I mean, you can't just throw him away. So, yeah, um, yeah and then guys like, you know, I, th- I thought uh, I thought Bo had a good weekend. Um, mm-hmm. He ended up third. Uh, that's a pretty tough weight class that he's in. I thought he had a good weekend. Um, even Van Ness and Facundo, I thought, had good weekends. So, uh, yeah, I you, I mean, you just expect this from them. I, I like, yeah, <laughs> it's it's hard to like, like I want to sound like more surprised, you know, more excited about it, but I just expect it. Yeah. Um, I feel like this is how Alabama fans talk about football. Oh, right? without like a I, doubt. Like, yeah, we won another national title. Like, whoopee. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Um, so and you could kind of see it on the on the team then when they got the trophy as well at, at the tournament. I mean, um, they give the trophy to Kale, and he just, like, kind of lifts it up halfway above his head. Doesn't even smile or anything. It was the biggest I've been here before moment I've ever seen. Yeah, without uh, a doubt. And I don't even think the team reacted. I think no. Max Dean gave him like a little golf clap when he yeah. picked the trophy up, and that yeah. was about it. Um, 
Yeah, I, I guess the only thing we could bitch about is the fact that Gary Steen looked horrendous still. Yeah, that was terrible. Um, you know, and he was a... The weird... 125 is a tough weight class, so I don't want to, like, throw the kid under the bus too long. But, like, for anyone that doesn't know, like, he was a good high school wrestler. Yeah. Like, you know, you, <laughs> you don't wrestle at Penn State if you're bad. <laughs> Correct. Number one. So, you know, he had success in high school. Now, I'm, I think he was... I think he was uh, smaller coming out of high school, like maybe wrestled like 120-ish. Yeah. So I don't know if his size is where it needs to be yet. Um, you know, you look at a guy like Spencer Lee, like he's a solid 125-pounder, right? Correct. So, you know, we'll see. He's he's young, you know, redshirt freshman, I believe. So um, we'll see how he develops. But, yeah, I mean, I guess if you're going to bitch about anybody, you can bitch about him. Yeah, yeah. And, you know... I I've, I want to hit on some of these seedings for the NCAA tournament because, you know, in my opinion, I think they're absolute bullshit. Um, you know, Starachi and RBY are rightfully number one, uh, but then but then you look down the rest of the list, and you know it's it's raising a lot of eyebrows. It's definitely not what you're used to seeing for a Penn State wrestling team heading into NCAA tournaments. I mean, first of all, you mentioned Max Dean; he's the defending national champion. He has what, five, six losses this year. So he's he's not as good. This he you know he hasn't been as dominant this year. But he's the nine seed heading into the NCAA tournament at his weight class. I mean that's just absolutely ridiculous. The defending national champion number nine. But then you also look at uh, Aaron Brooks and Greg Kirk, who uh, both lost their Big Ten championship bout. They're the three seed. Uh, Brooks, defending national champion as well. I think some of these guys are going to come in with a chip on their shoulder, man. I really do. I think the most surprising one is is probably um, Brooks. Yeah. You know, for Brooks to be a three seed is pretty is Wild. pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, I think he's, what, a three-time Big Ten champ. Like you said, defending national champ. You know, and he's the three seed. Like, I would, I would think... Um, I, I guess we're kind of biased, but I would think he would be the favorite headed into nationals. Um, yeah, you know, I had a guy ask think. me the other day, like, are they going to win nationals? And it's like, well, they should. Right. Like, I, I mean, that's that's where we're at. I, I mean, if you if you think about this lineup, you would have to figure that you're going to have three in the finals. Mm-hmm. Right. You're going to have RBY. Carter and Brooks. Those, in my opinion, are your three guarantees. Yeah. You could almost slot Greg in there too. Mm-hmm. Um, as a fourth. And then Dean. Dean's gonna have a little bit tougher road because he's a nine seed. Right. So yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I don't want to just throw him to the side and say he's not gonna make it, but it does make it tougher. That's with very where tough. he's seated at. Um And Dean is not a dominant wrestler per se he's he's not the one to go to come out and you know get a bunch of takedowns and score a bunch of points he's he's the type he's gonna he's gonna get you on the ground and he's gonna ride you out right and if he's not able to seize that momentum early on he's gonna be in trouble so yeah i mean it's definitely gonna be tough for but you know if you put four if let's just say for argument's sake you put four of your nine wrestlers into the finals if dean can wrestle back 
if he would lose. Mm-hmm. If Dean could wrestle back and maybe gets third. If Bo could do what he did at the Big Tens, wrestle back. See, I think that's where people like misunderstand how uh, the points work. Yeah. You, you can gain way more points when your wrestler loses and wrestles his way back to mm-hmm. finish third or fourth than yeah. you would if Carter just goes, you know, 5-0 and mm-hmm. and wins the final, right? Obviously, that's helpful because winning the final, I think, is quite a, quite a big chunk. But Yeah. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong. I think wrestlebacks are kind of like half-valued or... Is well, that... yeah, but, you, you know, you're, you're wrestling more, too. Yeah, a lot so, more, yeah. Um, you know, if you can... Because, you know, I, I'm going to assume... I'm going to assume guys like Van Ness, Facundo, um, and probably Bo are going to be in that situation. Yeah. Um, and I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe Facundo and Bo both make it to the semis. You know, I, I mean, Bo could. Right. Um, so, so we'll see. But, I mean, they should definitely be fair. I, the only one that contend is Iowa. And, and the only surefire champ that I see in Iowa's lineup is... Spencer Lee. Keep your eye on Nebraska, too. They they had some momentum there in the uh, yeah, Big Ten until tournament. Levi Haynes. I haven't even talked about Levi. Have I not talked about Levi? Yeah, yeah, Levi, number two seed here in the NCAA tournament, and he's a freshman. Yeah. I mean, what a stud, man. What a way yeah, to introduce and beat, yourself. And beat the number one ranked wrestler in the country. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, have a and, day. And, and, and it was a grown man takedown. It was. Uh, in sudden victory. Um, you know, he could be... There could be another one that could go to the finals, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's wrestling that well. I, I don't think that's far fetched. Yeah, it's, it definitely gives you gives you hope for the future. But as well, nationals cause... are nationals are a weird thing. Uh, you know, we see people lose that aren't supposed to lose, and guys go um, on heaters. Yeah, I, I mean, Ohio State thought they were going to win the national championship until Bo Nichols said otherwise, right? Yeah. So. Um, you know, I remember Joseph beating that number one ranked kid from Illinois. I forget his name now. But, you know, um, that was a surprise. Yeah. Caught him on a throw. Um, you never know. Yep. But they should certainly be favored. And shout out to Bo Nickel, man. He had his first UFC fight, uh, I think it was this past weekend. And just like we expected, ended it in the first round. Yep. Um, well, he said he would. Submission. <laughs> yeah. Of course, I, I don't. I don't ever doubt Bo yeah. on what he says he's gonna do. I if he says he's gonna do something, all right, cool. Let's let's see it. I can't wait. Man, that dude is an absolute stud. He's got one hell of a career ahead of him. I was hearing somebody say that they didn't. They thought they were saying that the hype for Bo has been. They haven't seen this kind of hype for a UFC guy since McGregor. I can see that. That seems. I can Seems see that. Seems like a pretty bold statement to make, but I'm not. I'm not huge into UFC or anything like that, so I. I really, you know, <laughs> I can't tell you for certain, but I mean, I certainly don't remember very many guys with this much hype, if any. Um, yeah, he's he's a stud, man. Dana White really likes him, and there's a lot of guys around the country that recognize him for his career at Penn State and how dominant he he is and has been and man I think we're seeing a star in the making right now when it comes to UFC yeah he'll definitely be a star no doubt how cool was it to see him come out to uh <laughs> to what Played was it zombie, zombie nation, nation at the, yeah yeah 
That was I forget what the awesome. song at the beginning though was. Yeah, I, but I Zombie Nation too. was like towards the end of it. That was pretty sweet. Yeah, I like that. And you could kind of hear some people in the crowd mm-hmm. saying we are Penn State to it. Man, shout out, shout out to you know the alumni network, all the fans out there. It's always wonderful to see. I mean, anywhere you go in the country, if you, if you say we are, you're gonna get a Penn State back. Yeah, it's when awesome. I was in Florida. Last month, I, it was ridiculous how many Penn State shirts I saw. Yeah, crazy. I feel like Pennsylvania... You went down for the Daytona 500, though, too. There's a lot of racing fans here in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. A lot. Yeah, that is true. And a lot, a lot of people here in Pennsylvania love to go down to Florida. So, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, shout out to wrestling. They're going to be going for yet another national championship here in a couple weeks. So definitely be sure to tune into that. Because, uh, you know, in typical fashion, they they will be putting on a show. I think it's on ESPN. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Yep, it will be. Um, let's, let's head on over and talk about some uh, baseball. Our baseball team right now, they don't look too bad, man. They're, seven, they're sitting at 7-4, and four, which, you know, isn't amazing. But then you take, a, you take a look at the schedule and what their losses are. I mean, two of them were to... Miami at the beginning of the season, who's a ranked team, and then yesterday they just played North Carolina and got thumped, um, and they're the number they're a top fifteen team, and then you just had one one game in there that shouldn't have been a loss, but you know, it's Penn State baseball that's gonna happen, um, but I I do think this team is pretty solid this year. I mean, obviously, well the jury is out on that, and we'll we'll really find out when it comes to uh, conference play, but. They don't look too bad heading into the season. They got they got some solid pitchers. They brought back a lot of talent from last year. I, I think they're going to be a team to watch for sure. I think. Yeah, I mean, I don't follow uh, the baseball team a ton, to be honest. Yeah. Um, just because they've never been great. Yeah. Um, but they, uh, yeah, I mean, they seem to be. They seem to be on the right track. Um, you know, I I know they were beating North Carolina there yesterday for a little bit and then yep. the wheels kind of fell wheels off the, fell off fell off but uh but yeah um you know we'll see and i don't even really i mean maybe you do i don't really even know what the conference as a whole looks like like who's <laughs> who would be the team to beat in the conference i don't know who's going to be the team to beat this year i know historically it's usually indiana um illinois the past decade has had some really good teams so is michigan um those are usually the last year Rutgers was a really really good team. Um I think they were one of I think they were either the only Big 10 team or one of two Big 10 teams to make the NCAA tournament. Um so not by any means am I saying is Penn State going to be heading to the NCAA tournament right now or anything like that. It's Big 10 baseball and it's Penn State. Yeah. But they're showing some they're showing some good signs. Uh, they were not predicted to make the Big Ten tournament again this year because there's only, I think, six or eight teams that that uh, do go. But I think Penn State might. I, th- I think they're going to be fighting to get into the conference tournament this year. I really do. For the second year in a row. For <laughs> first yeah, time in a while. Can, maybe they can get in and disappoint us like men's hockey did. Mm, man. <laughs> yeah, that hockey team. Holy shit. I mean, you come you come back from that break that they had, uh, what was it in December or November? And ever since then, they've been absolutely fucking atrocious. I feel like it's just the same, 
same song, different verse, yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, for as good as as good as a program as this is, there so, something's got to change. I love Guy; he's a good coach. He's done great things here at Penn State, but like you said, it's the same song and dance every yeah. fucking year lately. You got You got to figure something out, man. You you can't you can't keep. You know, teasing us like this and then letting us down. Yeah, I mean, and there's uh, there's a lot of money invested there, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I'm sure Pagula is and, not very and, happy and with Godowski the performance. Gadowski has been there for you know, I don't know. He has what two Big Ten titles, I believe, in his tenure. But mm-hmm. um, one one you know, uh, Frozen Four appearance. I mean, that's kind of it. Um, but yeah, just kind of a just kind of a disappointing year. Yeah. Uh for that for that team for sure. Yeah. And on on the other hand, the women, they're on the total opposite of the spectrum, man. I mean, they go into their break early earlier in the season. Uh, you know, just kind of a middling team, not bad or anything, but not great. And then they come out of that break and I think they've only lost like two or three games since. I mean, actually yeah, I think they only I mean, they have like the, they won the CHA, so. Yeah. Yep. I'm going to go back here. I think they only have Since November 25th, they've won every game and, and tied one. So, I mean, you want to talk about a team that you really should be yeah. uh, behind right now. It's the women's hockey team. They are on an absolute heater. Um, just won the CHA championship against Mercyhurst. Uh, there, there's actually an NCAA regional game tonight at 6 o'clock on, on uh, BTN+. Plus. So, you know, if you're looking to watch some hockey as well, there's going to be some stuff going on tonight, man. Big night for the for I feel the like everybody athletic will be program. Tuned into that basketball game, though. Oh, absolutely! That basketball, oh, that's that's a huge basketball game for us. Huge. I'm so looking forward to that. It's going to mean a fuck ton. <laughs> and that's but, putting it mildly. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, shout out to the women's hockey team, man. They look incredible as of late. It's a lot of fun watching them too. Um, football, man. There's really not much going on right now. Um, I think last time we talked, <laughs> I think last time we talked, there was a little bit of a rumor going out, going on about Drew Aller and his availability in winter workouts, and you know everybody's been freaking out because he hasn't won a, a winter workout and everything. Man, people just need to calm the hell down. In the in the old in the old words of uh, Aaron Rodgers. R E L A X. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's hope Drew goes on to do what Aaron Rodgers did after he said that. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But uh <laughs> but yeah, I I mean I I know we talked about it last time so I don't want to give it like too much more breath um or too much more air. Uh it, if it was something let's put it this way. If the rumors were true, and it was something serious, we would be hearing far more about it. Exactly. At, by this point, right? Because exactly. that was, what, two weeks ago mm-hmm. right now. So, it's obviously not something serious. Yeah. Um, Audrey Snyder posted a picture of him at Max Out Day at Lash, and he did not have a boot on. Now, Correct. Now, granted, I had heard that he wasn't lifting, mm-hmm. but... Um, you know, if it's something serious, like, you know, an Achilles or something like that, like... 
he's not out of a boot already. We would hear no more than just he's not lifting today. Right, right. Yeah. If it were something to, crazy. To think that our beat writers, as good as they are, right. to think that Audrey, Ben, Fitz, Tyler would not be on that is crazy. Yeah. I, I mean, they know what he means and what the hype is around him, right? I, there's exactly. no way they would just let that go. Yeah. Um, unless Franklin is doing one hell of a job keeping it quiet right i I mean (laughs) it would be the biggest fake out in the history of fake outs Mm -hmm. um if it if it all of a sudden came out uh you know oh yeah he ruptured his achilles back in february um and i'm not saying he did that yeah Uh, yeah no you definitely not yeah i mean it would be the biggest fake out in the history of fake outs so and you know what i just saw a video today earlier on twitter of a video of drew aller um, in Ohio, throwing to a receiver, and he's and, and there's no movement at all. He's not dropping back or anything. It's a quick flip of the hips that puts a lot of pressure on your your feet. That's a, that's a lot. That's yeah, I mean, a lot of question, pressure there. So the question with any of the videos, he looks is, okay. I mean, the question with any of the videos is, you know, when when was it taken? Right. Um, <laughs> you know, there's no time stamp when they post videos on Twitter. So yeah. Um, you know, there was that video of workouts, and you could see a short clip of him taking off running. It's it's like, well, he's not in a boot there either. So, right. um, yeah, like I said, I I, I wouldn't I wouldn't panic no. about it because I I really don't think it's anything serious. Yeah, not at all. It can't be. No, no. For my own mental sanity, <laughs> it can't be. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, outside, outside of that, man, there's really not much going on. Uh, I know spring practice is about a week away, I think. Yep. Uh, so they've been kind of hitting that, hint, less hinting at that a little bit. Yeah. Less than a week now. Um, so really looking forward to that. I think it starts probably next Monday. Spring ball. Um, uh, the spring games not too far away. Yeah. I think you said earlier 37 days or something like that. Uh, so definitely looking forward to that. It's going to be a really fun time. Looking forward to, um, some, some updates on Malik McLean and, you know, eventually once he gets on campus, Dante Cephas, seeing how they're transitioning into the program. We've already heard a lot about Storm Duck, the transfer from UNC, and how he's taken a, a very mature approach to um, everything when it comes to preparation and practice and everything in between. Um, so that's very nice to see. I hope, it, I hope it keeps up with some of the other transfers. Well, we're only a week away – well, less than a week away from spring ball, so uh... – what what what's a position battle that you are most intrigued by? I think you know there's a there's a lot of ways you can go right. Uh, middle linebacker is definitely one that sticks out. Uh, safety is definitely one that sticks out. Um, hell, even cornerback, uh, opposite side of Kalen King. It's gonna be. It's definitely well, gonna be you a said quarterback. Yeah, no, 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 no. Like people no. are gonna hate you for saying that. <laughs> no, not quarterback. Uh, corner opposite of Kalen King. It's definitely gonna be between Dixon and uh, Storm. Of course, Dixon has been here, so we know. So the coaches know how he's gonna play and everything. Um, but no, I, I think really one that I'm really looking forward to is, and no one's really talking about this either. Defensive end. You got three guys that you really, really like in DDS, Chop Robinson, and Adisa Isaac. Who's going to be the two? I, I, don't think, I don't think you can go wrong with any combination there. But that's definitely going to be one to watch, for sure. Yeah, I mean, D-end 
I, I didn't really think of that because I, like you said, thought of the first three and yeah. just kind of forgot about it. Um, D-tackle will also be interesting. Yeah. Um, not just for who's the starter, but who's the depth. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of question marks and then, there. And then to me, you know, there there's a lot actually that I think are interesting. I think wide receiver's interesting. Mm-hmm. Not so much again as starter, but who's your depth? Um now I do think that slot position will be interesting. Who's the starter there? That'll be fun. Um another one I was thinking about just today, because I'm a loser, uh <laughs> <laughs> was uh right tackle. Oh. Um yeah. you know what Caden was hurt last year, so you know I'm not gonna uh, deduct him anything because of that, right? That's not mm-hmm. fair. Um, but with how well Drew Shelton played in the absence of Olu, you really have to wonder, okay, do they move him over? Or is he just the two behind Olu? Yeah. Because um, Olu's the one, right? Oh, we all know that. That's oh not God, a question yeah. mark. He might be the um, best player on the team, really. Right. And that's right. saying a lot. So... Um, yeah, um, you know, do they move him over? Does he compete against Caden for that that right tackle position, or does Caden kind of just get? I'm go back to this Franklin thing with seniority. Does Caden kind of just get the nod because he's a little bit older? Um, even though Drew showed no nothing that would make me think that he couldn't be the starter. Yeah. And Caden has shouldn't mean plenty when he has played that he shouldn't be the starter. That yeah, that's that's what I was just about to say, man. I mean, I you know, we've we've seen so much of Caden and you know, love Caden as a person. He's done a lot of great things for us, but at the same time, you there's been numerous times where you're watching the game and you're like, Caden, what the fuck are you doing? Like, what is going on? Yeah. And then Drew Shelton comes in and really I mean there weren't many complaints with him last year. I I I can't recall a time where I had any complaint about well, I mean, Drew Shelton. He wasn't getting rotated for, so I mean yeah. that kind of says exactly what it needs to. Exactly. Um, you know, and then moving along that O line, you know, I think right guard's probably pretty solidified with Sal. Um who knows, maybe not, with Birch and Williams on campus now. I, I don't know. But um so you know, you gotta figure Sal there. The center position will be interesting. Mm, I would yeah. I, I I will assume that it's Hunter, uh Norzad, um You'd think, whole yeah. slide over. And then I would assume Landon would be back in that uh left guard spot. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, kind of that whole line that whole O line other than Olu, really you could say is up for grabs. It in is in a lot of ways. And you and you mentioned you mentioned, you know, right tackle between uh Drew and um and Caden. Um, the, we did have a couple updates here recently on weight gains, uh, throughout spring practice. And a couple things that really stuck out was Caden Wallace is up almost 20 pounds to and like three thirty. Yeah. Yeah. Williams is a big man. There's, there's a quite a few freshman. people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's also up 20 I mean, pounds. Yeah. I mean, he think he's what? 313 or something. Insane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but now Caden is close to 330. And at that weight, you're kind of pushing interior offensive line weight. So, I mean, obviously, there hasn't been much coming out about it. And, you know, we'll definitely find out more when spring practice starts. But there's definitely been some questions raised as to are we going to 
are we moving Caden inside now? Because people in the past have mentioned that Caden really isn't a true tackle. He's more of an interior lineman. So I don't know if Penn State's, you know, if the coaching staff is finally picking up on that and, you know, moving him over to create a competition with Sal or what. But it is it's, nice. it's going to be interesting. It is nice to finally get to a point with this offensive line that we're talking about things like this. Yeah. Because for a long time, for as long as I can remember, we haven't been able to right. because the depth just wasn't there. Um, you know, and kudos to to Troutwine and, and Franklin for building that depth, uh, especially with the addition of what we added last year. Yeah. Um, you know, we're not even talking about guys like J.B. Nelson or yeah. Akua. I, I probably butchered his uh, name there, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of guys we're not talking about that yeah. could that could very easily make their names heard. Yeah, um, I mean, you th- you mentioned J.B. Nelson. He 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 seems to be like the forgotten guy on the offensive line, and that and that has nothing to do with his abilities. I don't think it's just a matter of we finally have that depth to talk about, yeah. and you know he, he's just kind of sitting back there. Um, another guy that we that you don't ever really hear a lot of, but when he got in and played last year, he looked really good. And that's Vega, uh, Vega Ione. Uh, that's whose name I butchered. Yeah, <laughs> gotcha. Um, yeah, I, dude, when he got into games last year, he looked really good. I mean, he's running people over. Um, so that's another guy that, where's he going to end up? What's he going to end up doing? And as I'm talking about that, Mississippi State just won in overtime over Florida by one. Myron Jones really, the former guard here at Penn State, really tried to uh, give us a gift here and uh, help us out, but ended up coming just a little bit short there. But um, back to football, man. There's definitely going to be so much to keep an eye on in spring, and it's a lot of it's going to be so much fun to keep up with it. I'm looking forward to more updates on you know, weight gains, you want, you want to talk about weight gains and what we need and stuff like that. Interior defensive line. Yeah. We're small up there. Yeah. And we saw it become a real, real issue against Michigan last year. And granted it didn't help that people were shooting the wrong gaps the entire freaking game. Right. But, um, I guess they don't make a lot of Jordan Davises. Yeah. No, we, we could definitely use that. Yeah. Holy shit. That man is massive. But yeah, I mean, I think I think right now we only have one defensive tackle that's around three hundred pounds. Everybody else is like seems to be like two eighty, two ninety, which isn't far off. But when you're talking ten pounds of muscle, that's that's quite a bit, especially especially in the Big Ten. What did Artis come in at? Oh, I don't remember. But Artis, I for, I forget who he was standing by. I think it was Drew Aller. Oh, you know what? You know what? I'm th- I'm thinking of a picture where Nick Singleton he, was wearing an artist shirt or something. He had an artist shirt on, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so never mind. Um, but artist, I saw a video of him on Max Out Day. He is not a small human being. No. Um, and and speaking of size, I mean, Drew Allar is big. <laughs> that fucking <laughs> I mean, dude is huge. 6'5", 220, 230 he clocked in at on Penn State's spring roster. I mean, he is a big, big boy. Um, compared to, compared to what we've had the last eight years with six foot Trace McSorley and six foot one, maybe Sean Clifford. Right. Six um, two at most. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, Drew Allar is a 
big boy. Yeah. Um, and I think he outsizes the other quarterbacks by quite a large margin. Definitely. Um, I mean, you're looking at QB2 right now, Bo Pabula, which is more of a Trace McSorley size. And then you got true freshman Jackson Smolik, who I think is almost you know, Sean Clifford size. <laughs> so he's definitely towering over him, that's for sure. You know, I, I was uh, – who do you think – who do you think is going to – let's just make a prediction here since we're pondering things. Okay. Who, who do you think is going to be that slot guy? And then who do you th- – so there's one question. Mm-hmm. Number two, who do you think will be the two outside guys? That's that's tough, man, because, you know, typically slot a slot guy isn't looked at as, you know, your number one option at receiver. Right. But I think the guy that fits the mold best is going to be Keandre Lambert-Smith with his speed, his agility, his, you know, the way he can make people miss. Um, you get him open on screen routes. And just let him get an open field and, you know, make people miss and go. I think that's the way you're going to want to go with the slot, especially considering Malik McLean is 6'3", 6'4". So at that size, yeah, at that size. He's outside. Yeah, he's outside all day. Um, And then Dante Cephas, I forget what his measurables are. but So he's around the Lambert Smith mold. I don't know how fast he is. 4'4". So, look at you. <laughs> I just wrote an article about it. That's the only reason I know all that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Go go check out uh, his article there with uh, Nittany Central. Give Nittany Central a follow. Follow Alex here at Blue White Sports. He, he just put out another great article about the wide receivers. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Cephas and KLS, I think, is going to be a battle between. I think, you know, unless one of unless one of the transfers comes in and disappoints. I think your top three receivers are going to be Cephas, KLS, and McLean. Um, now, yeah, it'll be <laughs> interesting to see. I mean, McLean, in doing some research, everybody knows about Cephas, mm-hmm. right? Um, he had a huge year in twenty twenty one. Had a pretty nice year in last year too. Yeah. Um, I feel like McLean just isn't talked about a lot, even as amongst Penn State fans. Like I yeah. think some of us are excited because holy shit, we finally have a dude that's six four right right well yeah. fades finally work i'm not sure um fuck probably not they probably still won't work but <laughs> um you know at least we got somebody above six foot that we can fucking throw them to right um so you know i i don't want to underscore what i think harrison wallace can become oh for sure um i think he showed a lot of signs last year um you know i had a couple drops here and there, mm-hmm. um, but he young. I mean, he's young, right? Uh, he had a pretty nice Rose Bowl game, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he wasn't um, bad. He did have a bad drop in that game too, but so, he showed the ability you know, to get open. I, I mean, I mean, I look at that like okay, like you know, Keandre had drops when he was younger too, and mm-hmm. those drops are now becoming fewer and farther between. And we just saw him put out probably. Well, not probably his best game is a Nittany Lion in the Rose Bowl, right? Oh, so, without a doubt. Yeah. Um, that dude is fast. You know, man. like as, as much as I'm excited about the the transfers, I don't want to undersell what we already have in the room. Yeah. Um, and and that's a fine line to tote, man, because we have a lot of guys in that room that are know, talented. What, what does Caden Saunders do exactly? This year? A, a kid that I'm. 
fairly certain we never really heard. I, I, I feel he was probably plagued by some injuries last year. Um, he, he definitely needed to... And probably needed to his... put put some size on yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, for um, sure. You know what what kind of noise does he make mm-hmm. coming out of that red shirt ear? Another um, burner. You know what does what does uh, what does Liam Clifford do? Uh, I mean, like he's not. Liam? I mean, I feel like everybody's like just shying away from the name Clifford because we've dealt with it for so long. But yeah, like Liam's not. It hasn't been like horrendous when I've seen him. Right, he's looked fine. I yeah. I, I think. You know, some of the some of the times you saw him last year was usually when uh, Drew Aller was in the game, and I mean, it really seemed like him and Drew um, have some have a bit of chemistry there. You know, and then we have other guys. You know, uh, Amari Evans, yep. uh, Anthony Ivy, um, Tyler Johnson. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that whole group as a whole is very very interesting. They are because it's just up for grabs in my in my opinion. Yeah. You know, other than. Other than probably, like, I don't want to give them all three because I don't feel like the transfers deserve it. Right. Right? Because yeah. they haven't proven anything to me yet. Yeah. Like, yeah, you played well at Kent State, um, <laughs> but now you're in the Big Ten, right? And you need yeah. to go up against Big Ten corners. and Which he did have a game, which, a good game against Georgia. Which, but. to be fair, uh, you know, he's coming from the MAC. Mitchell Tinsley came from Conference USA, and, you know, they're they, – Mitchell Tinsley did fine. So yeah. Um, but other than like KLS, it's just a lot of question marks. It is a lot, a ton. And I, I you and know. that's kind of scary. <laughs> it <laughs> I mean, is. To be honest, it is. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I, I do think, you know, obviously you don't want to hand hand the roll right over um, to either of the transfers, especially Cephas well, coming in. He's not even on campus yet. And to be but, fair, we know that, not to cut you off, but we no, know that James Franklin will not do that. Yeah. Right? He's yeah. not just going to hand the keys over. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I don't think we need to worry about that. The part that gives me – so I'll be honest. The wide receivers give me pause going into this year mm-hmm. because I don't know. The part that makes me excited – about this year is obviously Drew. Now I'm speaking strictly offensively here. Yeah, yeah. Obviously Drew, obviously the running backs, mm-hmm. the offensive line, and the tight ends. So the question I keep going over in my head, if you do lack production from the wide receiver group, is Singleton Allen, Strange Warren, Dinkins, crossed, whoever it may be at tight mm-hmm. end, uh, Rappelier. Um, is that enough to yeah. keep you where we think we're going to be? Try to keep you afloat. And I'm not saying that's going to happen, and I hope like hell it's not going to happen because it will be a super frustrating offense to watch if that's the case. Yeah. Um, but like we don't, we don't know. You know what I mean? It's, I mean, mm-hmm. it's not like we're just going up against some shit you know, defense is right. And, you know, it's not the big 12. Well, you, um, if you, if you, if you talk, if you talk to some SEC people, they'd, they'd well, say yeah. Are, but, yeah, I, I, yeah, and to be fair, the SEC has good defenses, right? But, uh-huh. um, you know, we're not playing Oklahoma and Oklahoma state, uh, you know, whose defenses seem to be Swiss cheese at times or yeah. USC. Right. Um, and that's no offense to those programs either. It's just no, reality. A little, a little <laughs> offense. I'll throw, I'll throw USC under the bus a little. Um, 
<laughs> and we just and we did just kill the uh, team that beat them twice. So, oh man, um, the the amount of people that discredit that win all because Cam Rising got hurt really pisses me off. Yo, piss off. We we were winning that game even if Cam Rising was still in it. He was. We were winning that game when he got hurt. Yeah, they were on their side of the field when he got hurt. And last time I checked, Cam Rising does not play defense. Um, for the last six, seven years, I think it's been, Utah didn't give up an 80-plus 80, 80 yard play. We did it twice in one half. So, you know, miss me with that Cam Rising bullshit. Um, that doesn't mean that they would have stopped Keandre Lambert-Smith from going 80 yards or Nicholas Singleton from going 80 yards. I mean, how, you know, fuck's sakes, man. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But yeah, I, it's it's gonna be a lot. It's gonna be really interesting to see uh, the wide receivers heading into this year. I think Keandre Lambert Smith is obviously set in stone. Yeah, for sure. I what? think with Cephas, I think he is gonna be kind of like Tinsley as far as you know. He's just gonna walk in and and step right into that role. I do kind of press on the brakes there a little bit, only because he's not gonna he's not here yet, so he's not gonna have as much as of a transition period to get a claim well, to Drew. You don't go over but. 1,200 yards because you're shit. Right? Exactly. You know, it yeah. doesn't really matter. I know I mentioned, you know, he's not in the MAC conference anymore, but that's probably an unfair statement. Um, you don't put up 1,200 yards because you suck. And and let's be honest, he's going, he's going to – he'll be going up against probably the best DBs in the Big Ten in practice every day. Yeah. Yeah, so, arguably. I mean, and and you can you know you can argue individual players at Michigan like Will Johnson, but right, as right. a whole, Penn State probably has group. the best defensive backfield in the conference. Again, again. <laughs> so, you know, I I think he'll be able to transition pretty nicely. Where I do throw up some red flags, or not even red flags, I just kind of press the brakes on it. Is that third wide receiver wide receiver position on the outside? Um, Malik McLean, you do feel like is going to be that guy just be, probably just because of his size. He hasn't played much at Florida state. So you, I mean, he's another question mark. Um, and then, you know, you add in the fact that Harrison Wallace has been here. Um, speaking of, I don't know if you saw it, man, but the video in the weight room of Harrison Wallace jumping up and, uh, tapping the part of the weight room, everybody, th everybody thought wasn't, you know, touchable or whatever. Holy hell, that kid can jump. Yeah. My God. I think I think he might take a giant step this year. We'll see. Yeah, and you but. know, it'll be interesting about um McLean because I, I'm interested to see how Yersich utilizes him in terms of size. Yeah. Um does he become a real red zone weapon, uh, with that size, right? Um or or not really you know time's mm -hmm. only going to tell right so um i think that's another interesting thing to that we'll find out as the season gets going aside from size i think another thing that mclean has going for him and i've heard this obviously i've heard this from florida state fans the school that he transferred from he's a really really good blocker a physical blocker and you know we like to have our receivers block pretty well Keandre Lambert Smith is fantastic at blocking downfield. So if you know, if McLean has that in his bag and the rest of his game is good enough, I think you're gonna you're gonna see him on the field quite a bit this year. I think regardless of whether or not he's starting. But being able to block, 
definitely helps in the type of offense that we're going to be running this year. Yeah, I mean, one of the keys I, I hope happens is, I mean, because we do have such a – we do have a young quarterback coming in, I hope that there's a guy that becomes his outlet, you know, his safety net. If that's Theo, if that's Tyler Warren, if that's KLF, I don't care who it is. I just want somebody to become that. Yeah. Kind of to give a comparison, kind of like how I felt Nick Foles, his outlet during that run was Zach Gertz, right? Like that's the guy he felt comfortable with. Yeah. Um, You know, kind of like Stroud, his outlet was obviously, you know, Harrison. Um, Mm -hmm. So I, I want... I want one of our guys to become that for Drew because it'll make his life easier. I think that'll be Theo. It could be any of them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it can be Singleton out of the backfield. I don't care. Um, Man, Singleton out of the backfield, man, he needs to work on his hands because if he does, holy shit, man. I mean, I can't tell you how many times we threw a wheel route to him last year. And, you know, there were a couple times the ball was short or a little overthrown. And, of course, that's on the quarterback. But then there were a couple other times where he just flat out dropped it. So, I'd love to see him work on his hands because if he can add that bag to his, you know, if he can add that ability to his bag, that offense also, is going to be scary. Uh, nobody's thinking about it, and I don't want to, like, touch too many position groups because we, you know, can talk about them in later episodes. But nobody's thinking about it, but it'll be interesting to see what Montgomery looks like in spring ball. Yeah. Um, and nobody wants to talk about this. And I'll probably have a coronary if it would happen. But if Singleton or Allen would have an injury hmm. during forbid. the year. Which, Knock on wood. Yeah. Um, you know, Montgomery could play a, a bigger role than maybe we want him to at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that's another guy just to – I'm not saying he's going to compete and, you know, overtake Singleton or Allen, you know, for that RB1 spot. He's not. But, uh, no. <laughs> you know, his development and, and, and how he looks could loom large depending on, you know, if an injury pops up. And don't forget, he's coming off an injury of his own. Right. So, yeah, that's, that's definitely going to be something to watch. As Penn State fans, we know all too well you need that running back depth. So, and quarterback depth. <laughs> and quarterback depth, yeah. <laughs> so. And offensive line depth. You need depth everywhere. Yeah, you really do. Um, I, I think there's definitely going to be a lot to watch heading into the spring. It's going to be fun keeping up with it. Like we mentioned, middle linebacker, safety, cornerback two, interior defensive line. Who's going to be that second defensive end? Because I, I really, who's going to be your defensive ends? Because I, I have no idea who's going to be. I mean, I, I'd imagine Chop is going to be a starter there. So it's probably going to be between um, Adisa and DDS, but. I mean, you you can't say that for certain. I mean, hell, you would have thought that Chop would have started last year, and it was Tarburton all year. Yeah, and as and as spring practices move along, uh, you know, we'll get we'll get a better idea of we'll be getting updates who's where and yeah, um, how those position battles are are shaping out. That'll be a lot of fun. I'm so looking forward to it. It's coming. Mm hmm. Gonna be a fun spring, but I think that wraps it up for. Today's episode here. Um, again, 
Tune in to Big Ten Network tonight at 6.30. Penn State's going to be playing their Big Ten tournament game, looking for win number three against Illinois this year. And uh, there's a pretty good feeling that if they can do that, NCAA tournament might, might be locked up. Uh, so definitely tune in for that. Show your support. Um, and then if you have another screen to spare, log on to uh, BTN Plus and you can watch the women's hockey team stay on their heater in the NCAA tournament. If you're not cheap like me and have it. Yeah. Because I'm too cheap and don't have it. I, I ended up biting I, – because I, I think it was because – well, I bought it at the beginning of basketball season because I wanted to see their opening game. But then it's also nice to have because I, I do want to start keeping up with the baseball program a bit more. So um, it's, it's definitely nice to have to watch some of these other programs for sure. But I think that's going to do it, man. Once again, shout out to our listeners. We really appreciate you guys. Uh, keep liking, sharing, following us. Uh, doing everything that you can on Twitter to help us keep this thing rolling and get some more traction. Have a wonderful day. Take care of yourself. Hopefully, we'll be celebrating at the end of tonight. And uh, we are. <laughs>